check, 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 check. I hear myself. <laughs> I'm just checking my mic and my headphones. Moving mic, sorry for the noise. By the way, I have a serious issue when it comes to being what I work. Okay, being what I work as. Serious issue in my in, in my occupation. Because like our tool, like if we were to have a suitcase and every time we went to work, or if we were to have like a tool belt, like you know how construction people have the tool belt, or like how lawyers have their suitcase. Uh, radio people have their headphones. Like our headphones are our tools, right? Because what we need to plug in and just talk, right? So I'm having a serious issue because I recently, normally I don't, I hate wearing accessories and jewelry. I suck at it. Not only am I allergic to fake, uh, I guess anything that's not gold, my body's bougie. Um, so I just normally, I just don't like it. I'm not, I was, ne I never grew up like super, like I need to have this necklace that matches with my earrings and it's going to go with my bracelet and it goes, no, I, I'm not that girl. But recently, I'm like, dude, it would be cool to go buy some studs. So I went to go buy some studs for my ears. I have two piercings on the bottom. And on one ear, I have a piercing, like, on the top of my ear. And I've had it since, like, since middle school. I've had these piercings. At the time, I pierced whatever I could. I had, like, my tongue pierced three times. Not, like, three different times. Like, literally, it was, like, three little things in my tongue i don't know my cousin did it and i followed whatever my cousin did um <laughs> i had under my lip pierced and that sucks because now it now i have like a permanent indentation outside of my bottom lip and it looks like it's still pierced but on the inside of my mouth it's not it's closed up so it's just for looks it looks disgusting in hindsight i wouldn't tell i wouldn't do it at all um but okay so i have the top of my, one of my ears pierced and it's just the holes just always been there. So I bought studs and they I bought the gold one so that I'm like I won't get infected, nothing. And the one on my top is aggravating the shit out of me. Every time I put my headphones on, it just it hurts. It's like super sore. And I was like, okay, maybe it'll go away after a while. But it hasn't gone away. Like I probably have had these studs in for like a like a good almost a good two weeks. And it still hasn't stopped. But it looks dope. <laughs> It looks really dope. Like in pictures, I'm looking at it. I'm like, yo, that stud looks awesome. And I'm deciding not to take it off. But also every time I put on my headphone to my left ear, it's so sensitive. And I literally have to like take it off really slowly. And it still hurts. That's the issue I'm currently facing. That's me suffering in life right now. There you go, Letty. Someone out there has no leg. Fetty Wap has no eye. And you're mad about your ear being sore. Speaking of Fetty Wap, his album drops this week, self-titled Fetty Wap. He came into uh, the radio station I work for in L.A., and he sucks at interviewing, but he's a good dude. He's a real good dude. He's a very humble guy. I just, it was, it's, it's, ugh, I think, I wish that they, and I wonder if they do, if record labels had, like, a class for artists on how to, like, interview better. Because it just helps people understand your music, if they understand you speaking, period. But dude is a real cool dude, and I figured out why he he pops so bad, pops so much. Like clearly his songs are hits, but girls love Fetty Wap, and it's because he's actually making music with that turn up sound. Yet he's not discrediting or downplaying a woman. Like he's like Trap Queen is basically ride or die. Um, he has that song again where he's talking about a girl that he misses. Uh, six seven nine, he's trying to hook up with the girl, and he's not calling her a hoe. He ain't saying these bitches ain't loyal, these hoes ain't loyal. He's not, like, doing any any other thing but singing and rapping, granted, in his way. But he's singing towards the ladies. He's actually bigging them up. 
And that's something like, like I was listening to Post to Be the other day by Omarion and Chris and Janae's on it. There's a part in the song at the end of it. And I was just like listening intently because sometimes we just listen to songs and it's just, we don't even pay attention anymore. So I was listening to Post to Be and at the end of it, like I guess the they were talking about how a guy got mad that um, he took his girl from him at the club. But then it's like, I think it was Chris that said, like, yo, don't be mad. These hoes are for everybody. Radio edit is these girls are for everybody. And then I th- and then radio edit of these hoes ain't loyal is these girls ain't loyal. And so then I think of that, and it just sets such a bad tone for the way that we look at women. And I know it's like I'm not trying to be like, ah, women's rights, but I am a woman, and I'm not what they're, say- what they're saying that all women are like. And it just gets on my nerves that that's just in one ear and out the other. It's crazy because I was having this conversation about West Coast music and how we grow up. And literally, I grew, I'm i West Coast and I love West Coast rap. I love gangster, quote unquote, gangster rap. I love the sound. I love everything that comes out. Like I could rap shit to you from out here like no other. And being from out here, like you think everybody, like being from wherever you're from, wherever you grew up at, you thought the whole world was like how your life was and then to come come to find and when it comes to music in the west coast sound um i didn't know that we granted i didn't think everybody else rapped like us but i didn't know that we were different in the way we talked about women i didn't know that that set west coast music apart um and whereas we were rapping about how girls are hoes and and fucking ain't no fun is like we share these girls and um talking about groupies and bitches and everything whereas when i look into it i don't really hear that kind of heavy women bashing in other forms of hip-hop music in other regions to me it's just every day like i thought that that was part of not that i that's a weird thing to say not that i thought that was part of rap but i heard it in rap and it didn't seem unusual to me like oh they're gonna talk down on a girl they're gonna say girls are this way girls are that way but the fact that it's such a heavy and it's prominent in West Coast music, that's what stunned me. And I'm literally right now thinking of that. Like I was just put on that revelation like, yo, it's out here that really goes into women like that. And that sucks because like like the South didn't, like Outkast didn't, but like NWA did it like that. Dog pound, <laughs> like ugh, it was nasty. And, 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 and again, like I grew up on it. I love that music. And but then you got to think of the stuff that um, somebody asked me on Twitter. This is good that it's tying into that. You think of that that connection you make. I know when like Pac had that case because some dudes, I don't know if they shot at a police officer. They shot at somebody and they blamed it on listening to Tupac music or when Eminem said they blamed other kids blamed him for like what they did wrong. Um I know it's an extreme to go that way, but there is hella influence on how you think based on what you listen to. And growing up out here and like thinking bitches ain't shit, bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks, bitches ain't shit, bitches ain't shit. You're going to grow up and you're probably going to think that bitches ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? And when you like even kids now that they like girls ain't loyal um the girls are for everybody uh, you're gonna grow up thinking girls ain't that if you're a little boy coming up in this and you're listening to it it's around you and 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 i and i do believe there's an influence i do also clearly there's a lot of stuff that influences you so it's up to like your parents discretion on what they share with you or what they don't or how much influence they have over you and how big an impact they make over this type of stuff, the outside influences. But music does have a heavy influence on people. And to know that I'm from out here in a place where this subject matter and this opinion 
of a woman in West Coast music is given to us, and then we grow up and we kind of get lost in that. A guy's always going to think I ain't shit. I'm always going to think he's going to cheat. And and we just take those for truths. Like, we don't even think, like, yo, a guy won't cheat or a girl won't be a hoe. We think, like, it's going to be that. We expect that, and that's sad that we expect the bad because we're kind of brought up around it. It's funny because... um. Damn, let's get personal. It's funny because my son's dad would cheat on me a lot. And his his mom, and granted, I had my out of my child really young. I was 17 when I got pregnant, had him three days after my 18th birthday. And I was under the roof of his dad and his dad's family. And he would cheat on me and I would catch him. And his mom would always be like, yo, in Spanish, <laughs> yo, like, if you leave, you're never going to find anybody that's going to be a good person to you. Every man cheats. And if and you're not going to find somebody that loves your son because only his dad is going to love him. And these are things like she's telling you and like in an impressionable mind, which I was when I was 18 and I was younger, you start believing these truths and then you start believing like, oh, I have to put up with this because... The other option is just as bad, if not worse, because now I'm going to end up with someone that is going to cheat on me, too, but won't love my son because that's how life is. No, that's not how life is. And like, I just never accepted that. I never accepted that there won't be a guy that is just not going to cheat on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like sometimes we kind of and, and going into just bad relationships. Fuck it. Let's just go all the way into bad relationships. A lot of the times we stay in them because we, we kind of find comfort in the in the tension we find comfort in the in the war zone because we think and sometimes we even create war zones we create arguments we create the drama because that's the only way we feel like okay it really is love if that happens shit motherfucker sorry i'm looking at the recording that i'm doing right now and it's on one channel bitch slut motherfucker sorry cussing at myself all right uh i'm pausing this real quick and i'm gonna fix that but I'm sorry for the first 12 minutes that are going to be on your left side. Hold on. Okay. Oh, now we're in both channels. I know that's annoying, dude. I That's one of my pet peeves. My apologies. I know that fucking sucks ass. Ugh. It won't happen again. I pinky double swear quadruple promise. Back to... And see, you have to get it raw. Like, I could really just re-record all of that. But it 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 needs to just be what it is. You have to take me with my mess ups. You have to take me with my pauses, with my likes and my ums and my kindas that I always say. And you have to just, ugh, I can't redo that. That's, that's inauthentic. So please excuse me. I love you a lot. Let's go back to the topic. Bad relationships. We stay in them sometimes or we make these like, these like ugh, tense um, situations because we feel like if we're not feeling that, then we're not feeling love. And that's insane because uh, it, love can exist without there being that kind of attention. Granted, at the same time, it's not never going to be an argument, but I'm speaking to the people that might be in relationships that are in constant conflict. And sometimes you... you uh, you think that if you're not in conflict or if you don't feel that that other person is is fighting for you, then you're not really or they're not there for you. And then sometimes you stay in relationships because that person is familiar 
And I think that's the worst kind of relationship to stay in. Just to stay because you know that person, that person knows you. Because it's funny, I broke, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get this deep this quick. I, I had a relationship with somebody that I absolutely loved. Probably, yeah, the best relationship I've ever been in, in my life. No drama. We were honest with each other. We were each other's best friend. Uh, we talk, We both loved hip-hop. We both loved J. Cole. Uh, we, were, we were each other's person. No question. I was attracted to him. He was attracted to me. Everything was good. But while we were in, while we were in our relationship, I read, this, I read this survey, this study. Because we were in the, you know how, like, you fall in love with someone real quick, and then it kind of, like, you you fall in love with someone so quick, and it happens sometimes when you have, like, this crush on someone so so quick, and they're the world, and they're everything, and they're perfect. And then for some reason, like, shit just plateaus, and you just feel, like, stagnant, and it's like, ah, uh, what's going on here? Like, you don't feel it anymore. And then no matter what, then it just, then it's like, you constantly are reminded of, like, yo, we used to feel this way. And it could happen within the span of like two, three months. Like the first two weeks are the shit. And then like the other, like you, you, you become so in love with them and then it just plateaus and then you're like, yo, this isn't the same anymore. And then it just, it just fades away. That, that relationship sucks, right? All right. So this was more, this was more that, this was more that than the familiarity. But while this was happening, um, I was with this person and everything was great. I'm telling you, he was he was honest with me. I didn't even have to worry about him cheating. I didn't even have that in my head. Like to me, he was the proof. And I think that was something that that maybe the relationship was good for is that he was the proof to me because I had been in so many bad relationships. He was the proof to me that good, a good relationship can exist. You can really feel love and you can really trust your partner. But while we were together, it was funny because... It's not, it's not funny. I don't know why. It was funny as a crutch because shit ain't funny. But you say that to further elaborate on stuff. So I read this study and it was something along the lines of 70% of committed couples, whether it be you're, in, in, you're together for years or you're married, 70% of those married couples or committed couples believe that they're not with their soulmate. And I read that and I was like, damn, that's deep. Like one of the partners in the in those in those couples that are committed think they're with someone that isn't meant to be for them, isn't for them. Like it's not their soulmate. And then from those 70% of couples that believe that, uh, I believe it was, I believe it was three out of five of those relationships. Um, one of the people said they've met their soulmate while in this committed relationship. So not only are they not with their soulmate, they've met who their soulmate or who they believe they should be with while they're in this committed relationship. And they can't leave it. Like they're married or they're just too familiar with these people to let them go or too invested. It's like you know them and you care enough about them not to want to hurt them. So you don't leave them, but you know that you're not supposed to be with them. It's a lot of heavy stuff right there, right? So I read that study, and this was around the time where I was feeling that stagnant with this person I was dating. 
And I called and see, we were this homie, best friend, like honest that I called him and I told him about the study. And I told him this because I'm like, because we were already thinking like, yo, we're forever. Like me and you are forever. Like he was already asking like, what kind of proposal I would wish, like in a dream, what I would have, what kind of ring I wanted like to get proposed with. Literally was going that route. But I told him about the study that I that I read. And I told him that I'm like, we're in a we're in a time right now where like I just kind of feel it's funny, this is the metaphor that I used. You know when like you're playing Mario? <laughs> when you're playing Mario and he, he's hitting that uh that little box in the air that's giving him coins. So he's hitting it and he's hitting it and he's hitting it. But once the coins run out, it's like a brown, it turns brown and it's like a dud. Like I felt like that. Like I felt like our relationship was that brown little box. It was a dud. And I told him, like, I told him that I'm like, I feel like, like we're at that stage where like it's, it feels like it's a dud right now. And I wanted to tell you this study because I don't want us to be together because I don't want us to be together, get married or stay committed. And then later on, either of us finds that we're not each other's soulmate, but we find each other's soulmate outside of our relationship. I don't want that. I love you enough to say that that's like, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want you to stay with me, not being sure that I am your soulmate. And at the time he was away and he was like, why are you saying this? Like, I don't, he's like, I don't think of other girls. I'm not trying to talk to other girls. Like, I don't even feel like reaching out to anybody, but it's something that I had to say. And it's funny because once I said it, he kind of sat with it. And again, we were in that dud stage where it was like, saying good night or saying good morning felt forced it just it you if you've gone through this you feel exa- you know exactly what i'm saying where it's kind of like now you're trying to force the relationship force the it's fake when you say hi how are you or like good morning or babe or any of that um so we were in those and after that we were kind of like in that and it was bleh. and so he gave me a call a couple like a couple of days later and we just talked it out and it was he was like yo I sat with it and it's like I don't want I don't want that to happen either and we let the relationship go but literally it was to no one's it was to no one's fault it was just because I read a fucking study um but I just didn't want that on on either of our heads and I really don't know the end to my point but I do say that because maybe someone had to hear it you might be in a relationship that may not necessarily be the relationship for you and you're only like doing yourself a disservice by staying in it and and you're doing the person that you're with a disservice because if you both don't feel like you're it for each other it's because you're not and it's not to knock it like I'm not against people staying with people like I, I want those relationships for people but also it would suck to know you're in something it would suck to know you're in something that uh really wasn't meant for you but too I do also have to say when that person and I split up. It was horrible. Like it like in in my in my stomach, in my heart. Like I literally went to bed feeling like a like a deep hurt and I woke up with it. And you like live your day with it. It's like a it's crazy how it's not nothing happened to me physically, but I was physically hurting. Like I felt like the ball in the pit of my stomach. I felt like such a heaviness in my chest. And then I'm thinking like, yo, I'm the one who brought this on. I cannot be mad. Like, I can't be mad that dude was like, you know what? Maybe we should just split ways because you're right. We shouldn't be together if we aren't really that 
especially if things were going the way they were like marriage talk if it, we shouldn't be together if if it ain't real if it if we aren't soulmates and then i just and then i fucking hurt over it like i'm the one who brought it up such a girl thing right i'm the one who brings up the argument then i'm sad that it happened <laughs> um so that's my little spiel on bad relationships and why you shouldn't stay in them uh while i'm at it fuck it let's talk more about bad relationships <laughs> so there's one thing that a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to abuse and i don't it it's it's not gonna get crazy serious i promise but I know there's different forms of abuse. There is physical abuse in a relationship. There's mental abuse. There's emotional abuse. But one type of abuse that is kind of rarely um, put the spotlight on, but yet really can affect you is financial abuse. And I, I kind of went through that with my son's dad. He comes from a very uh, a prom. I don't even know prominence the word or prestigious, but his family has money. His family has money and he's used to money and he's used to money getting him his way and I don't necessarily come from that I'm very I come from a very humble home and I work for everything that I have and when I was with him a way to control me was to control my finances again I was a really young girl I was in my teens and to be with him I couldn't work like he didn't want me to work he wanted me to stay home and, like, I just wasn't out for that. Like, if you know my story, you've known I wanted to be in radio and have a career since I was eight years old. Like, I've had tunnel vision. Like, this is what I'm going to do. This Like, this is life. I'm going to have a career ahead of me. Go Like, everything. So when he was like, no, just stay at home. Like, I'm going to give you money. It was like, no, that's not what I'm here for. But it's something that I was try like, because it's like, okay, this is life now. You had a child with this man. Like, deal with it get into it like have this relationship because you feel that you you kind of you test those motions you're like all right let's go with this for a little bit it wasn't for me at all it may be for some people but it definitely wasn't for me but I say all of that to say like okay I started working he didn't let me work anymore like after a week of like I, I legit worked at Forever 21 at the Northridge Mall in California for a week and he told me like don't work anymore and he got me a phone and the financial abuse with getting me a phone is whenever he wanted to punish me or use that control over me, he'd just take away the phone. He got me a car. He would just take away the car. He'd make sure or make sure it wouldn't run the next time I turned it on. Um, these things that that keep you from doing things in order to control you, that's financial abuse. Um, I see that in some people sometimes or because they think like, yo, if I'm not with this person, how am I going to get fed? How are, how's the baby going to eat? How like and, and whatever it may be, we come we become financially dependent on people that then they use that as a means to control you or abuse you. And I just feel like we touch on a lot of stuff like when he hits you and like that's bad or when he calls you names, that's bad. But also when he or her takes away your cell phone or takes away your car or says like you can't work but I'm also not going to give you money I'm going to ration that to you that's that's also financial abuse by your partner and I don't, I don't think that should be overlooked and I think a lot of times when you're young and this is a message I try to get across to younger girls that may be caught up in a situation with somebody that they're with they had a baby with or they feel like is the one for them if they're doing these things to you uh, it, it's not it's not healthy. It's not a healthy relationship, and you don't need to be in it. 
You really don't need to be in it. I was strong-minded and willed enough that I was like, yo, if I'm going to be like, I can't be in this relationship and being dependent on this person financially shouldn't be the reason I stay in this relationship. I remember I set like a goal for me, like, yo, I'm going to make it so I'm never dependent on anybody for anything financially after what happened with him. And boom, like I worked, I worked, I worked. I was I was working for nothing and and didn't get shit in for my work and for a long time before I did get it but once I get it like now I take care of my family like it, it you it can't happen it's just all in your will it's all in like in your drive and your will to fight for it you can break these you can break these chains that people think that they have you under and it's just it really is in your will to do so I don't know who I'm speaking to for that, but somebody definitely needed to hear that because that was definitely not something I wanted to touch on tonight. Yeah, that happened to me with my son's dad. And that also made me not like flowers. It sucks. Because he would legit, he would cheat on me and then he would give me flowers. Like, or he'd cheat on me and he'd buy me like per like coach purses. Or he'd cheat, like literally he would do bad shit and then give me gifts. And I never liked the gifts. Granted already, like I'm not the girl that likes flowers and and purses and shoes and all that. So then to give me that, oh, it just left such a sour taste in my mouth for that stuff. Sour or bitter, whatever the phrase is for that. But <laughs> then later with other with other people that would send me flat, like it just to me it just kind of brought a negative a negative energy. I liked the the idea and and the gesture, but I would prefer an edible arrangement over a bouquet of flowers any day at that time. I'm over all that. I like flowers now. But before, I was just like, <laughs> something bad's happening. That's why you give me flowers. <laughs> it was never for like, hey, it's a Wednesday. Have some flowers. And I would also like to say, in regards to my son's dad, he's not the, he's not, because uh, some people also think like when you're not with somebody that it has to be like war and drama and I hate you and butting heads. But, like, we don't agree on a lot of stuff, but we're not. We don't hate each other. Like, I'm very civil with him. He gets on my nerves a lot. I got I get on his nerves a lot, but I always try to work through that. He, At the end of the day, he's super cool with his son. Like, they're so dope together. He's definitely worst boyfriend of the year award, 2000, whenever I was with him, to <laughs> whenever we broke up. But he's a good dad. He, he loves his son, so I've never had to need that, like, Oh, you need to replace replacement dad, stepdaddy. No, his dad's there. His dad holds it down for what he needs to be in my son's life. But as far as the other stuff, I just try to keep it friendly. And it's cool. Like you don't need to you don't need to be at odd ends with, with someone that you used to be in a relationship with. Especially if a child is involved. And I'm gonna stop talking about that. Okay, what did I want to talk to you? Because I actually did write stuff down that I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, actually, I was listening. It's funny because <laughs> I was listening to, I guess, Missy Elliott and Janet Jackson have a, a new song. And I was looking at the computer and I was like, oh, it sounds like a, it sounds like old school, not old school. It sounds like old Missy Elliott when she had that song with Eve, um, the Party People song. That's what the beat sounds like. And then I was listening to Janet. And I was like, oh, all right, Janet. Like, I, I, I acknowledge her legendariness and I acknowledge her greatness but I also loved like I guess so lonely Janet oh that's my favorite kind of Janet Jackson that's my one of my favorite songs the remix with uh Blackstreet but I bring that up because at 
as I'm thinking about that, I think of when we were, when I was younger and we lived in this house and it had like a cool garage. It wasn't really a cool garage. It was a garage. It was big. Um, so I remember what I used to do. I used to have roller skates and I would put, I would put the, I would put my boom box in the garage and I would just, ro- I would make it my private roller rink. Like I would put on that. I just remember that song from, from my memories of this, of this situation. So I would have the garage door slightly open. So there's a little bit of light, but not too much. So it's a little bit dark. And I would play, I would play the, I would play music. And I loved R&B coming up. I loved R&B. Like genuine, genuine, genuine 100% album, anything 112, anything Boys to Men, Janet Jackson, Blackstreet, all of that I would listen to. And I remember that song and as I like would like by myself, my own little loner roller rink, even though my I had my sister, but she wasn't down for being emo like me. And then I'd pretend like I was just at a roller rink with like my self. I'm sad. No, that's what that song reminded me of. Oh, I do miss like that R&B you could dedicate to somebody. I don't even know if R&B gets dedicated to people anymore. Like I remember Casey and JoJo's all my life. And I'm sorry if you've, if I'm saying song names and artists and you don't know who the hell I'm talking about. But there's a song called All My Life. I know who I dedicated it to. Like I know who I dedicated Selena's freaking... um that late at night song, the I could fall in love with you song, all of that. And then I wonder, like, do people dedicate songs to somebody, to people anymore? I know that I love Lotus Flower Bomb a lot, and I want to slow dance to it one day. I will slow dance to it as I rap Wally's verses. <laughs> and people know me, know, I've said it enough on air and on Twitter that people were like, hey, that's your song that you're going to slow dance to, if that's dedication. But yeah, let's move on. Oh, by the way, I know people ask, have asked why I don't have a co-host. Because you're the co-host, bro. I'm talking to you. I'm not, I'm not trying to have a conversation where you're peeping into the conversation. I'm talking to you. We're sharing this moment. Um, someone asked me on Twitter to tell them what my favorite um, projects from this year are so far. Because fall just started, everyone. Oh, yay. I love fall, actually. I'm a fall baby. November 23rd, Sagittarius, Scorpio cusp. So we're a little crazy. And we think a lot. Anyway, so far this year, and I know To Pimp a Butterfly is a big album. And I do have to tell you, I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan. Not my favorite project from Kendrick. I do, when I hear the album, I love a lot of things from it. But I'm not purposely playing the album, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm not going like, oh, I need to play To Pimp a Butterfly today. I'm not going to... Like I have it in my iTunes and like when I'm, out, I'm when I have it on random and it plays it's like, oh, yeah, that's dope. But I'm not going to it. Albums I'm going to clearly 2014 Forest Hills Drive is one of the big ones to me. And it did come at the latter part of last year, December ish. So I don't even think that counts. One album I go to a lot, a project I go to a lot and I will always plug is Surf by Donnie Trumpet, and it has a lot of features on it. More consistently on the album is uh, Chance the Rapper. I was never a Chance the Rapper fan, ever. In fact, I thought he was all hype. I'm sorry if I'm getting anybody mad in saying that, but I legit thought like, yo, this dude has great PR people that put, when he came out, he put him on everything, complex, hip hop, any, any, and hip hop, anything blog. Um, But 
acid rap to me, I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I, I just couldn't listen to it all. Maybe I could listen to acid rap now. I haven't tried. But I remember I just, it, it, I was on and off it real quick. Like, I didn't even give it a full listen because I got like, okay, I don't get it. And for a long time, I didn't get it. I liked his his record that he had with SZA on, on her her project. I liked that record a lot. And But on this specific project, on Surf, he does an incredible job. And I, I can't knock it. I'm a fan of him on this project. And I'm a fan of Donnie Trumpet. And so that's the album that I go to. Like, yo, I need to hear this. Yo, even the Compton album. Isn't it funny? We're so, we're so microwave. We're so like, we eat it and we're done with it. Who's really going to Compton to the Compton album right now in the iTunes library when they wake up? Like, oh, I'm going to go listen to Compton. I don't. But when it comes on, especially if I'm on in the gym, freaking one shot, one kill is fire, dog. <laughs> All right, so this is my recently added. I have 90059. I added Rodeo. Rodeo to me has to grow on me. I was expecting so much more. My favorite Travis Scott project is Days Before Rodeo. And I would call it Days Before Rodeo just because I'm from out here. And there's a street called Rodeo. There's no rodeo by me. Pound Syndrome by Hobson. I really like it a lot. I think he plays really well with uh, with the different concepts he uses. And I, 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 yo, I fuck with Pound Syndrome. I fuck with Hobson. Um, I don't know when the... Janae Aiko sold out, dropped. I think it dropped last year. But I heard her song about her baby, Promises, the other day, like a month or two ago. And because I heard that song, I'm like, oh, gosh, I need to buy this album. So I bought this album. Shit. Let's see. Maybe it's this year. Surf is my favorite project. I loved Wild Heart by Miguel. You know, album I did drop, I did download that I liked a lot, Schoolboy Q Setbacks. This I I downloaded it now. I knew Schoolboy Q or I got onto Schoolboy Q and Habits and Contradictions during Habits and Contradictions that that project and I fell in love with Q for that. Uh I didn't really touch on Setbacks, but I did this year and I'm glad I did. I think Setbacks has become my favorite over Habits and Contradictions and clearly over Oxymoron. So Surf is my favorite project, which I didn't think I would say from this year. I wouldn't, and I know it's not even too big of a hip-hop album. It's very jazzy. Oh, and I do like Mac Miller's Good AM. I mean, I know I'm going to be really revisiting that. That Weekend song is fire, dog. And he talked to us about, like, how, how Miguel got hacked on Twitter. So Miguel got hacked on Twitter and DM'd Mac Miller and was like, hey, what's up? And then Mac was like, oh, shoot, Miguel's talking to me. And he was going back and forth with uh, Miguel on Twitter on DM. Somehow Miguel asked Mac like for some password on like Gmail or something, and then hacked into Mac and hacked into Mac Miller's email account. And like it, it like shit went crazy. Like then Mac's like, "Oh sh- yeah, I'm being hacked right now." So he of course changed all his passwords. And then I guess the next day Miguel hit him up like, "Yo, my bad, someone hacked into my account." And then Mac was like, "No, it's all good, but." Uh, now that I have you on the phone, I have this song that if you could jump on. And I think that's the coolest story. He then then Miguel gave him gave him his part in Weekend, which is on Good AM, which I really, really, really like. That's a cool story, right? I like that song. I like that album. I think that um that album, for a lot of people, we see Mac Miller as a character. And more so him rather than his music get talked about. I don't feel like as far as like I know he has his fans and 
he has a legion of fans. But I think in hip hop authority, we're like, oh, Mac is cool. Mac can rap. But this album is like, nah, like we got to. We got to acknowledge this dude for making good music, for making hip hop music, not just for being like the cool dude or like the, the homie. No, nah, he, he gave us a great project people should listen to. So I think if I have to really narrow it down, Surf is by far my favorite project of this year. I keep going back to it and going back to it and going back to it. If I can qualify 2014 Forest Hills Drive because it came out in December, I will put that over surf but if i can't then surf goes first and then i really like to pimp a butterfly um but i will say that is a lot based off of because i love kendrick and i know that he makes good music when i listen to a song i'm like damn that's dope what he did from the tupac um interview to to you not necessarily the song i the song you is dope to me um i say antennas now because he says like where was your antennas which is great. Oh, my God. I love that and metaphor, analogy, whatever one of those it is. When he's talking about, like, shit happening back home while he was away. And it's like, yo, what the fuck was wrong with your antennas? Like, you couldn't you couldn't sense it. Something was going on back there. Oh, gosh. I love. I use that now all the time. From that, like, just he's an incredible job. He, he did what he wanted to on that album. And what I say about Kendrick this year is that he gave us the album that he wanted to do. Whatever you, you bought it and however it came out was he's going to do what he wants. He's not going to give you radio records like necessarily. He's not like shooting to give you radio records. He's not shooting to give you this kind of music. He's giving you what he wants to play, he wants to give. And then on the features that he had, he's still in radio. He's on Jadena's remix to freaking Classic Man. He's jumping on stuff that he know, and he and then in his album he's giving us the complicated, complicated rap because he wants to, or what, however he wants to give us his rap. But then he's also jumping on these features and he's giving you like the dope, like the easy listening, the digestible stuff that'll keep him on radio. He's playing. And it's digestible, yet when he's giving you his project, he's giving you, whether you like it or not, it's like that honors class. Like you you gonna have to really pay attention to listen to a Kendrick Lamar album. You can't just like pop it in and just think like it's just gonna play in the background. Uh-uh. You gonna learn today. <laughs> so I I give him so much credit for that. I don't necessarily go to play the album like in my day to day, like I do other albums. Kendrick's up there. You know what album I have in my in my phone because I really liked it. Uh, the and everyone else didn't like it, but I did. Little Wayne's um, "Sorry for the Wait." I really like "Sorry for the Wait." <laughs> I love Stelz and Blue. I rap that shit all the time. That song, the song he has with Drake too. Let me pull it up in iTunes. Hey. Yeah, that song. Like I really like that project. And I have it, and I like listening to it. I like when it comes on. I don't like the song with Christina Milian. Eh. I didn't like how the way she sang on it. Compton's Compton's dope because Compton's dope. Compton's dope because Compton is the soundtrack that we all bought like if it was an album. And if you think it sucked, oh, well, it was a soundtrack. And if you think it was dope, oh, shoot, that's Dr. Dre's next hit album. So Dre found a loophole for you to like his shit. Because if you didn't like it, hey, you, it was a soundtrack, and for it being a soundtrack, it got talked about he, like heavy, and it got like such a good like response. So you can't knock it for for that. And then if you liked it as an album, then you just call it that. So win or lose, dude, one.
And then The Good AM with Mac Miller. Also Notables is The Pound Syndrome by freaking Hobson, Wale's album. And I would put Merz's album in there too. Merz's Have a Nice Life. Not only because Mi Corazon, he put me as the character in it. Not just because of that. Also because it's a good album. And he kind of talked. If you listen to Have a Nice Life by Merz, if you don't know who Merz is and you're listening to this podcast, but I'll school you a little bit. Merz is West Coast hip hop, underground, independent. Before it was cool to be underground and independent online. He was just doing it. He was putting people on. Like he was the dude we listened to. Um, one of his more, like if I want to introduce somebody to Merz, I'll play L.8. Amazing song about being from L.A. Um, then he teamed up with Guerrilla Union and Chang to give you Pay Dues, which was an independent music festival out here dude put people on from kendrick to tyga to like anybody he felt was dope but in there's a song in the album i'm not exactly sure which one but in the song he's like yo i put these people on now they don't even answer my phone call because this was like prior like when they really needed that like boost he was like yo come on this festival yo come on this this road like yo i'll put you on like I'll get you on this. And, and he did it out of love. And Pay Dues, I feel like, is one of my favorite festivals. And I'm sad that it's not here anymore. We we haven't had it for, I think, the past two years, which sucks. But um, it's crazy to call him an OG. But he's one of the dudes that was really dope in this game. And it's still really good. So I love Merz for that. I love his stuff with Living Legends. I love his stuff with Slug from Atmosphere. His Their felt albums are amazing. Uh and he has this, and it's funny because I remember telling him, I remember telling Merz, yo, one of my favorite things with his Felt album, by the way, Slug is one of my one of my favorite rappers of all time, underground rapper, um, group, in, group named Atmosphere, if you haven't heard him by his solo name, Slug. It's not even solo name, his name is Slug in Atmosphere, but Atmosphere is like Gangstar. You know how Gangstar was like Guru and Premier? Okay, so Atmosphere is Slug and Ant. Ant does production, Slug raps. Um, but when Slug and Murs come together, they make projects and they call themselves Felt. And they dedicate it to like an actress. So there's like one dedicated to Christina Ricci. Then there's, there's a Felt album dedicated to Rosie Perez. And I always thought that was so cool. Like, legit, one of my bucket lists is like, yo, I'm going to have Felt make an album about me. And I told Merz that. And then one day, Merz is like, hey, I want you to listen to this song off of my new album. And he played it for me, and it's called Mi Corazon. And in the song, there's a girl character, and her name is Letty. At the time, I was still going by Ricky, which is my, my, which was what I went by when I worked at the other station in L.A. So he, But he knew me as Letty. He knew my real name. So in the in the song, the girl's name is Leti Leticia. She's half Salvadorian, half Mexican. She's from the valley, like where I'm like, so it was me. I'm the character. And it was cool. It was about like interracial dating and like my brother's like almost killing the him in the song and stuff like that. It was a real cool song. It's a real cool song. It's on that album. Uh check it out. I'm actually gonna be in the video for it, which is awesome. I've really never been in a video before. And it's funny because people ask you to be in a video, but I'm not trying to be all in the videos. <laughs> I'm not trying to be the vixen. I'm not trying to be in making a cameo. Mm -mm. But this song is like, he's like, yo, I, I want I want you to be in this song. You are who I modeled the character after. And I'm like, hell yeah. 
Let's do it. And it was really cool. And I hope when people people watch it, they like it. We, we filmed it already. Big up to Merz. So, Merz, have a nice life. Please note that. Pouncing her by Hobson. Please note that. Compton, of course, by Dre. Please note that. But I think my tops for this year. Oh, 9059 by J-Rock. Amazing. I like and see right now they're pushing. See? Ooh. Radio inside right now. Because sometimes people hate us, like, why don't you play this song off the album? Why don't Currently, like, we're running No Role Models from J. Cole's 2014 Forest Hills Drive. And it's like, to some people, that's an old-ass song. But this is how it works. They pick a single that they want the radio station to play, and that's what the radio station plays. And it's like, sometimes fans get upset for radio, to radio stations. Like, why aren't you playing this song? Why aren't you playing? It's like, because we're playing the song that they're pushing, and if it's not working, we're not going to play that. Or we're going to, like, see different singles. So currently, J Rock and TDE, they are their single is the ways. I like that song. Per, I don't. I don't like it for radio. The song that I personally like for radio, and I've told J Rock this, is uh, "Wanna Ride" with Isaiah Rashad. I love that song. But even though I love it, I can't just go on the radio and play it because everything has place. Like they're pushing another single, so I'm not. We can't play the one that we want to play. And some people are like, yo, if you like this song, play it. No, it really is a business. People, like, at the end of the day, it is a business. You don't go to the freaking, gro your local grocery store and are like, yo, Terry from down the street plants oranges. Why don't you sell his oranges? Why are you selling freaking Tropicana oranges? Because it's a business. They have a partnership with Tropicana. That's why they, I don't even know if Tropicana makes oranges. I know they make orange juice. But it's all in that. It, everything has that say. I just feel like people feel like ugh. there is a constant battle with me and people that have things against radio because I'm so passionate about it. And you really have to understand that it is a business. And I'm not saying like it's a business that like we're not going to get this if this. No, it really is that, though. Just like. Grocery stores are a business, just like gas stations are a business, just like where you work is a business. You're not going to be selling whatever you sell or doing whatever you do without like it's it's like everything follows protocol. Why would you think radio is no different? Um, but single aspect wise. So I make the suggestion that I think Wanna Ride should be the single for 90059. They want to go with the ways. And that's like my professional opinion. And I hope later on, if they're not going with uh, Wanna Ride right now, they go with Wanna Ride later. But I do also want to interject and say that in radio terms, when Schoolboy Q came out with Oxymoron, they dropped uh, Man, Man of the Year was one of the singles. But I'm telling you, I knew from when I first heard that album, that studio was like it. Like I'm like, dude, studio's the hit. Please go to studio. And they didn't. They went with Man of the Year. But after Man of the Year kind of took its course, they went with studio. And studio popped. Still play studio. People love hearing it. It's just, it's a good song. So I kind of just brushed my shoulders off on that because I knew that studio was going to be it. And I feel like Wanna Ride is in that same capacity. Or it can be if it's edited a certain way. I know J-Rock told me he wants to have, if he were to go with, um, want to ride he'd want to add a isaiah rashad verse because he did he wouldn't just want isaiah just to be a hook guy on it which is cool for j-rock he's a good dude he also j-rock also j-rock was in the studio when um when the drake and uh drake and future tape dropped and i'm sorry for the life of me i can't get future i respect future and his his fans and 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 his 
everything that he has behind him, but I just literally can't get it. Like, I can't listen to the music and get, like, oh, this is popping. I can't, I, I don't, I don't know. And then I thought maybe I have to be on lean or maybe I have to, like, be, like, from the trap to get it. But, yeah, I went to the, few, I, I was working with Revolt and we had a future takeover. And there was, like, a little Indian girl that was dancing her ass off and turning up to future so i can't and i couldn't even be like oh it's a certain type of person that likes it no like people from all walks of life fuck with it and i just don't and then sometimes i feel like yo is something wrong with me then is something is something wrong with my ear that i don't get it i'm like waiting for the bass i'm waiting for the drum and i just don't hear it but yet it's turn up music uh, to each his own but j-rock was like no like this is that like you just you just want it in the background like you're doing your thing and it's just like and he and he he danced to it he danced to the beat that was playing one of the songs from the tape and he did it well like the way he did i'm like oh shit you can dance to it but i couldn't like i i can't groove to it and maybe that's just that's just i'm just gonna take this l and just be like yo i just don't get it like and i'm not even gonna knock it or say it's whack i just don't get it it's me being left out um, of this wave. So I'll just let that be. I talked a lot today, tonight, whenever you hear this. Uh, so good night, good morning, good day. I'll talk to you later. Ciao.